are back. Season 1, Episode 2 of Just Add Science. In the studio today, I have Malachi, and he is here today to tell us all about a pretty fascinating but also kind of scary topic of tornadoes. Welcome to the studio, Malachi. So I'm going to talk about tornadoes forming, the deadliest, the record tornadoes, and how they form. The formation is pretty complex, but I know how it does. Okay, so I'm, I know we're heading into the spring and summer seasons here where we live uh, in the northern hemisphere, which is probably the more active tornado uh, season. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Why is that so? Because when we, you transition to spring over from winter, that cold air still wants to say, stay, but the warm air is trying to kick in. And when you have warm air and cold air fighting, technically, that's when tornadoes form, and that's the perfect condition for them. So it sounds like, kind of what we've talked about in science, we have these cold fronts and warm fronts clashing against each other. Yep. And then, so tell me more. I'd like to hear more about these tornadoes. So the deadliest tornado in the world was the Dalpatur Sareta tornado, if I'm saying it correctly, in Bangladesh on April 26, 1989, which killed approximately 1,300 people. Well, that's which, massive. That sounds like hurricane numbers. This must have been one deadly tornado. Yes. What was so dangerous about it? The wind speeds were very high. It was moving very fast, and it lasted about, I think, five hours. And it lasted a long time. Most tornadoes only last for a minute. Most people think they're super deadly, but most never even touch the ground. Oh, okay. So we happen, we have tornadoes happen often, but many of them don't produce that that famous funnel that we see on the on the on the ground. And like. 90% of tornadoes are EF1, I mean EF0 to EF2 tornadoes. Okay, so what's this EF thing you're talking about? What does that mean? The enhanced Ejuta scale. And their tornadoes are measured with wind speed and damage. EF0 to EF1 is a weak tornado. They could mess up a mobile home, but none really serious. Okay. EF2 is when they get stronger. They can uproot small trees, not big ones. They can tear roof tiles off. Not really that dangerous, but you don't want to be outside. So this EF scale, um, it sounds like the lower numbers aren't too terrible. What was this um, tornado you were telling me about? What was it rated on the EF scale? EF5, a very rare but very deadly tornado. It can literally rip homes off their foundation tear cement off roads, flatten forests, and turn mountains into plains. Very so deadly. does it get higher than EF5 or is that like the pinnacle? Yeah, that's the pinnacle. Okay. People say there's been EF6, but that is not true. Okay. There's just been really bad EF5s. Oh, this is interesting. Tell me some more about tornadoes. We're lucky only 0.1% of Tornadoes are EF5. Okay. EF3 tornadoes are when it gets severe. They can uproot large trees, tear houses to pieces, and 
lift cars. So the tornado that went through uh, the High Point area, uh, I guess maybe it's a couple of weeks ago, was oh, that like an EF2 or was that a 3? Because it did a little bit of damage. I think it was an EF1 or 2. Oh, wow. So it wasn't even a, a super massive, and it, it tore um, a lot of things up. Yeah, but it could, if it was an EF3, then I'm pretty sure the houses that the tornado came across would not be there. Okay. Because EF3 tornadoes are severe. So what are the conditions that need to occur for a tornado to actually start forming? Massive updrafts. If So how they start is there's a cumulus cloud in the sky, and I know that means fair weather, but when there's massive updrafts and massive evaporation, the updrafts carry all that evaporation into that cumulus cloud, transforming it into a cumulonimbus cloud. Okay. And then there's this mesocyclone that goes on in the nimbus cloud. So that, that updraft that we're talking about... Um, that, that has a lot to do with it. It's, it's, they sound fairly similar to the way hurricanes form as well. Um, but that updraft, that's one of the things that, that helps create those giant hail balls as well in those cumulonimbus oh, yeah. clouds, right? Tornadoes can form without rain, but the deadliest tornadoes are the ones you can't see. Oh, so the ones that you can't see. Like, yeah, this, like what does that mean? A rain rat tornado. Okay. Like, the Joplin tornado was the deadliest. Cause, well, actually, not the deadliest. It was the costliest. Okay. It was rain rat. People had no idea it was coming, and it did $3.18 billion in damage. So are you like those types are harder to spot on yeah. um, the weather maps and things for meteorologists? Oh, they can spot them on weather maps. But the just, people outside, it's harder to yep, see them. Okay. No, and sometimes people don't trust the meteorologist, and it costs them their lives. That's a pretty dangerous game to play. I think if someone on the even, TV says to take cover, it's time to take cover, even right? Even an EF zero rain rat tornado could could kill hundreds of people. Okay. What else can you tell me about tornadoes? So the mesocyclone is where the high and low pressure inside that nimbus cloud blow across each other like an X is shaped. And in the middle of that, they form rotation, kind of like a barrel on its side rolling. Now the, here's where the updrafts come in handy. They flip that barrel rolling wind on its side and that's how the tornado forms. Ah, okay. But the high and low pressure wind has to be really strong for it, for it to make that funnel cloud touch the ground. That's very interesting. Is there anything else? The widest tornado on record was the El Reno tornado. I don't, it didn't, I think it was an EF4 tornado. It was 2.6 miles wide. That's a pretty wide storm. Tornado. The fastest winds were 302 miles per hour. So that's above a lot of hurricanes. And we just studied hurricanes, like 300 and something miles an hour is above some of the stronger hurricanes. Hurricanes, wind is not necessarily their strong point, it's their surge. It's the storm surge, that's true. And 90% of tornadoes come out of supercells. Okay. Supercells are massive storms that have, that sometimes can be stronger than 
um, EF5 hurricanes. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Like they're one, they're some of the deadliest land. They're the deadliest landstorm on Earth. They're king of storms. Awesome. We're going to take a break, and we will be back in the studio with Malachi in just a few moments. All right, thanks for that brief pause. We're back with Malachi, who's going to continue to teach us a little bit more about tornadoes. All right, Malachi. So the supercells are most likely to produce tornadoes, and they can produce 10 tornadoes at the same time. The storms are can be even bigger than hurricanes and much more powerful. Most people don't know this because supercells can be, like, really big sometimes. But people are so busy taking shelter in their attics, they just don't notice it. No one notices it. So I know hurricanes form over warm water, and that's where they get their power. Um, are, are tornadoes more likely to be more powerful when it's like really, really hot during the summer and then like a, a, a vastly different cold front moves in? It's actually likely when the temperature varies drastically. When okay. you walk 10 miles to this direction, hot, 10 miles to the other, cold, and you want to take shelter when you notice that. So it's that clashing of those those fronts that we've talked yes. about in class. Like, and, and that's interesting. And when those fronts clash, there's these corners. And that's what I said about the high and low pressures clashing. These corners where they meet, that's where the rotation starts, and that's where the tornadoes form. And supercells have a lot of them. Anything else? Most tornadoes last a couple minutes. And be surprising, most tornadoes are classified by damage, not wind speed. So they, they is that why they have to come out and survey an area? Yeah. To check to see how much damage is then determined yeah. if it was a, a tornado, and then they classify it based off of how much damage it caused, not necessarily the wind speeds that were recorded. No. Okay, that's very interesting. But it's the wind speed that does the damage. And most people get those two mixed up. Okay. What else you got for us? Or is that about it? It's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, there is something. They are trying to invent an EF6 tornado, but they've never seen one that devastating. Let's and I'm going to rank the tornadoes from EF0 to 5. Okay. EF0 to 1, weak. EF2, strong. EF3, severe. EF4, devastating. EF5, catastrophic. So they're wanting to rank something above catastrophic. I don't know if yes. you can get much worse than that, but okay. You can. You could go apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let's hope for there's no uh, EF sixes yeah. anytime soon. Well, Malachi, it's been a pleasure having you in the studio. Thank you so much for teaching us so much about tornadoes, and we will see you again on the Just Add Science podcast.